Java, this is your last chance. Free us or die. <laughs> this is Return of the Pod. Sons and welcome to Return of the Pod, a podcast about Star Wars and more, where we discuss and celebrate the movies, shows, books, comics, games, and everything else from the galaxy far, far away, and will occasionally journey to other galaxies. Every generation is a legend, every legend is a podcast, and this is ours. I am your host, disgraced Jedi and Force Mystic Brian Silliman. Joining me are the greatest co-hosts in the galaxy, starting with... Former Force Sensitive Assassins Guild member turned droids rights activist Caitlin Bush. Hello there. And the smuggler with a not so secret heart of gold, Captain Matt Romano. Greetings. We're on board the Starbinger 2 and flying to the headquarters of Canon Quality Assurance. That's right, they want to put me on trial but we're really only going to shut them up. Now, it's a long trip. We're going to be on this trip for the whole next week. So everybody, buckle up. Wow. This is going to go really well. At hyperspace, we're like, you know, we're it's that long. Yeah. <laughs> it's we got to pick the right lanes and everything, Matt. And so Wow, jeez. All right, sounds like are we just traveling in real space right now or Yeah. I think we would get there quicker. No, we're at hyperspace, but it's it's the other end of the galaxy and and you know, also yeah. fun. It's it's for fun. Okay. Yeah, it's fun. I'll it's take fun. It. I do I'll love take the ship. I do it. love the ship. Yeah. You do. You love. You love the ship. And 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 no 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 being says fun, f u n more than our reprogrammed IT interrogator droid A Z dash zero zero A K A Azu. Um. Yeah. Um. I don't know about fun. I'm more into frolic. But uh, I don't see why. Uh, you know, all of a sudden you want to deal with this, and uh, it's a week out, week more out of my schedule. You know, I have things to do. Hmm. You know, I have I have a whole you know social schedule. Okay, Azu, couple what? things. First off, uh, addre- addressing the first thing. No, you don't have a social yeah, schedule. Come on. And second, you work for me one... at the, you work for me at the Porg and Dagger. Yeah, we make your schedule, my dude. He works for me in in the Northern Wing. He works for Matt doing Heaven. Force knows what. Yeah, we just hang out. Yeah. yeah. No. You were the one that wanted us to deal with this instead of fielding all the hollow calls, so don't give me that. Well, you know, uh, from a certain point of view, maybe, but, uh, you know, don't give you that. Don't don't give me that, you know, is another way to look at it. As aren't you proud of us for actually taking initiative here and dealing with whatever the hell it is that Brian has gotten us into this time. Yeah, let, yeah let's talk about that. Quality canon assurance. Well, yeah, thank you, is? Matt. No. Yeah, th- whatever this no, is. I, yeah. I, I don't like being ramrodded into having to be proud of anybody. I'm not <laughs> I'm not a fifth greatest parent. This isn't a piano recital, so... That's 100% what this is. No, it's not. So I'm just gonna go over here and, you know, you do you. I, I'm, I'm not gonna take this abuse, so... Okay. All right. Well, well, he's gone. Okay. A couple things, man. It's Canon Quality Assurance. Okay. Okay. They're put. Do we want our? Do we want Starbridge Base to be assaulted again? I don't think. We I. Do. I don't. I prefer well, my bar not be blown up again. Yeah, we're yeah. just gonna take care of this. Okay. Trust me, it's no big 
do. Again, I don't okay. like it when you say to trust you. I, do, I don't like it. And, and I want to know specific canon violations that you've mentioned. I don't know. I'm, oh, a very, they're, 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 yeah. I'm sure there are I want to see a but, list, okay. but, both but alphabetical yeah. and chronological. Yes, that's exactly that's exactly what yeah. they said. Uh, but huh. as as always, <laughs> Caitlin and Bush, your 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 personal support is um is is just worth so much. And yes, that was sarcastic. <laughs> uh, we're recording on January fifth, twenty twenty two, and we're ready to jump into the fifty seven layer burrito that was Ooh. chapter two of the Book of Boba Fett. The Book of Boba Fett. But before we do that, it's time for some news on the march. News on the march. A lot of big news happened just yesterday on January 4th, and all of it having to do with Star Wars The High Republic. Prosperity, pioneering, and adventure marked the era of The High Republic. Now, this was the anniversary of their launch one year ago. It's hard to believe that they've only been around, this has only been a thing for one year. Because I feel like we were hearing about it for so long yeah. that I that I feel like it's been live for longer than it actually has been. It's true. Mm-hmm. There was the mystery of what's Project Luminous, and then when they announced what it was, and then in the slow rollout, and here's the artwork. But we re- it was really only with Light of the Jedi, which Matt's still still working on it, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm almost at the end. I swear, <laughs> almost at the end. I'm so close just to the end. time. You only have like, about oh, t- just in time. Ten books to yeah. go and countless comics, and then you're. It's all gonna be fine. Up. Yeah, everything's gonna be fine. It'll be We're like October. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and and, <laughs> yeah. and Caitlin's here wanting a list from me. Um, <laughs> so, but what they did on their anniversary because. Phase one is almost complete and wave three has just started. And we'll talk more about wave three later on in the show. They announced what phase two is going to be. And it's not what I expected at all. It's crazy. And it's also perfectly in in tone with Star Wars. But it's nuts. It's nuts. Phase two is going to be called Quest of the Jedi. And it will begin on October of 2022. New writers have been added to the Luminous team, and they include Lydia Kang, Tessa Gratton, Zareda Cordova, and George Mann. The first YA novel of Phase 2 will be co-written by Gratton and Justina Ireland. Kevin Scott will do another High Republic title for Marvel. Daniel Jose Older will be doing a High Republic graphic novel with Dark Horse. And this follows up on the news that Star Wars, remember how... Dark Horse was the place for Star Wars comics yeah, back in the day. Yeah. They started with Marvel when the original trilogy happened, then they segued into Dark Horse. And then when every, when Disney bought them and everything became canon, it was all Marvel and then IDW all the time. Well, now Dark Horse is a thing again. It's the, Awesome. It's, <laughs> the Star Wars is also going to be on Dark Horse. So this is going to, I don't know, it's probably not going to be the first Star Wars title we see there, but it's certainly going to be one of them. And they're calling it a a full-on graphic novel. So from Daniel Jose Older, who knows what to expect or what characters are going to be in it. But the biggest news by far is that all of this, all of these Phase 2 stories, they're not going to pick up where Phase 1 left off. They're going prequel with this. (laughs) Phase 2 is going to take place 150 years before the events of phase one. That's wild. Yeah. Because of this, many characters from phase one won't even be alive yet. They've just spent a whole year getting me to love these new characters. 
that I've yep. never met, but more on this later too, that I'd never, we'd never met before. And that's not an easy thing to do. Here's pretty much like 50 new Jedi. Here's some yeah. new villains. Here's some new pilots, smugglers and everything. And you care about all of them. And we've barely been with them. It's like, oh, you yeah. love them? Forget about them. Now we're going 150 years. Yeah, I mean, I guess Yo- I guess Yoda will still be there. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. what's Yoda? Yoda. Right. Yoda yeah. is uh, Yoda will st- Yoda will still be alive, and he's still gonna still gonna be in the order. But okay. what one one br- and and I'm sure they'll find a way to do this really cool. But what one somebody who will definitely still be alive is the Jedi Porter Angle, also known as the Blade of Bardata, <laughs> and he's gonna get his own Marvel comic from Charles Soule. So I like that they're going to give him the spotlight. The way he got that nickname will be explored. And what's cool here is when we first meet him in Light of the Jedi, Matt, he's over mm-hmm. 300 <laughs> or so, and yep. he's a cook. We meet him, and he's the cook in the Jedi yeah, Temple. But right. then he then you know the poodoo hits the evaporator, and I have a friend who hates it, who hates that expression so much. I was going <laughs> to well, say that's uh, uh, is, is that us? Are, the, uh, are we the friends? We might be the friends. I think we're the friends. <laughs> yeah. As anyway. I was saying, um, <laughs> when he needs to, he busts out his lightsaber, and everyone's like, "Oh my god!" And he and he kicks unholy butt in that book. Oh. And you're like, "Wow, he's not just a cook." He's like, "No, he's not. He's the legendary legendary blade of Bardata." Well. This story, if it's 150 years prior, it's going to be Porter Angle in his prime. And as one of my favorite High Republic Jedi, I can't wait to see that. And more on High Republic Wave 3 of Phase 1. Everybody got that? Waves and phases. <laughs> has, has, yeah, has, it's got all, it. See, Caitlin, it's all about waves and phases. Ah, it's, all about, yes. it's all about doors and corners. I had this rookie, and he were trying doors to hunt down this water. Oh, he just busted, and I said, kid, no. You missed the guy who's right behind the, the door. It's all, about, corners. it's all about doors yeah. and corners, of course, kid. Of course, you know, of doors course. and corners. Anyway, of wow. course, of yep. course, of course. Damn doors and corners. I mean, that's where they get you. Obviously. But of course. We know this. 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 So... More on the High Republic coming later in the show, but that the one thing in there that I just didn't see coming was a time jump too further on in the past, and I'm like, it, it's it's nuts. just so funny because, you, like you said, it's it's such a Star Wars thing to do, but when they did it, you know, in the movies, it was just out of you know sheer, you know, why not? Let's go back to the beginning. Like they like they never thought they were going to make those movies ever, and then they had the chance to do it, so they went back and now just use the same mechanism in this story. It's, it's just part of Star Wars now. Time jumps. Just part of you Star know, Wars past, now. Time present, jumps. Future. Backwards time jumps. It all yeah, rhymes. There you go. Yeah, it all like rhymes. Poetry it rhymes even with the books. <laughs> even when sometimes poetry actually rhymes, even though sometimes it doesn't. You know. Anyway. Ah, uh, George. With that, oh well, I should say that has been news on the march. Toast then, Jedediah, to love on my terms. They're the only terms anyone ever knows. His own. With that, we're going to charge back into Star (laughs) Wars, the Book of Boba Fett. The Book of Boba Fett. Now, we're going to discuss and celebrate the Kark and Fark and Criff out of this episode. For new canon reveals, we have our canon canon. We have hot takes along the way. We'll sound the hot take alarm. And if anything really blew our minds, we'll let loose with a seismic mind charge. This episode is brand new, and we don't want to spoil you for any of it, so be warned that we are about to get into severe spoiler territory. For good measure, we're going to bring up our good friend Werner Herzog to do what he does best. Werner? Oh, oh. He was That's stuck right. Behind me. It's me, I didn't see him. Werner. I am on Jeez. board. They're bringing me with them everywhere now. This time, the sound of spoiler klaxon. 
That's right, I've oh. moved up in the world after so much disarray. Civilization is like a thin layer of ice upon a deep ocean of chaos and darkness. Every man should pull a boat over a mountain once in his life. The universe is monstrously indifferent to the presence of man. What is that, Caitlin M. Bush? There's clear order in to watch Star Wars, The Book of Boba Fett, Season 1, Episode 2, and then listen to our podcast. Here we go again. Punch it. I am Boba Fett. Speak freely. The Book of Boba Fett, Chapter 2, directed by Steph Green, written by John Favreau, over 50 minutes. This one was long. Yeah. After the and first one, yeah, this is a chonky boy. Yeah. I honestly expected to see like 15 minutes of credits because it's like, no way Same. it's yeah. going to be this long, and, you know, but it was. And it's also, it's like I said, it, it came out on January 5th, uh, currently streaming on Disney+. Plus. And I just want to say that this took me by surprise because after we were, I, I didn't look at any reviews or takes and I really, I don't care about when it comes to stuff like, or in general, I don't care about reviews or, or critics or anything. But I'm I'm look I was looking at I couldn't help but look at some of the takes and everyone was sometimes saying it's good but it was really slow. I'm like mm. with uh, with episode one you mean? Yeah, with episode yeah. one because it was so yeah. per- for me it was perfectly paced and yeah. it, I, it it's just, a slow burn, people. Yeah, it's the first episode. And also they're like, like, oh, is this all the show is going to be? And I'm like, you're judging it on one episode. It's almost yeah. like it's like what a boring book. It's like, well, it's almost like there's going to be more chapters in the book. You read the first five pages, y'all. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's like, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's going to be more episodes of this show. It's almost like the show isn't over. So I was just the, the amount of. Bad takes. Bad takes. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just say Bad full on takes. I'm like, I, I don't. I, I celebrate Ooh. the art, but I can, I can call the the takes bad. The takes on, oh, you know, yeah. not, like, not fire. Such garbage. No. Such garbage. I'm, takes. I'm not one of those people that like, you know, I don't know, cares about people's takes. But I, for this one, really offended me. Like, I almost wanted to tweet at people and be like. Shake them through the what computer. Is wrong what is wrong with you? you? Realize you when you've been given a gift. <laughs> a gift. You know? A gift. It, it, it's like, would you rather have nothing? Would you, <laughs> well, would you rather then, have nothing? Right. And then everyone goes on and on about how slow episode one was. And then you got episode two, you nerds. Yeah, you nerds. Perfect segue. <laughs> and because it's like, well, if that was slow, well, this one wasn't. And this one, when it wasn't packing you with action or just full on some once again you thought we thought the frog lady and that whole episode of oh, mando man. was weird welcome to a moment in this that's one of the weirdest things in any star wars <laughs> ever and it has nothing to do with any pre like fan yeah. service or anything and we'll get there i screeched i i i made a noise out loud. I know exactly what you're talking about. I made a noise Caitlin out loud. Screams moment. Yep. Yeah. yeah, you you I'm almost almost certainly do. You almost certainly do. I was like, I can't yep. believe this is happening. And then it just kept happening. And I just had to sit there while it happened to me. <laughs> These shows are just fan fiction. Uh, These shows are they're they're no, professional no, I, fan I, fiction. Yes, that's a great way to put it. Yes. I I but that kind of I I I, I think they're they're so much more than that. <laughs> well, they're fans, right? And this is fiction. It's like super and fan it's fiction. fiction. It's adding yeah. to the saga. Yeah, but, but it, well, it's adding a, to the saga, but so does fan, fan fiction. Fan can do that, fan, yeah. Fan fiction's not canon. Well, let me tell you about my fan fiction. I got this guy. Uh, all right. All right. Dash We're Rendar. not getting into okay. this whole yeah. debate about <laughs> yeah. 
what is and isn't. However, <laughs> would you say that this episode was basically a speeding train in comparison to episode one? Yes, Ooh. I would. We'll get it. We'll, but but yeah. Caitlin and Bush, rest assured, once we're done recording, this this debate between you and I is not over. So <laughs> you can, uh, okay, we have okay. a whole week on board the ship and you've got no one else oh, to talk to. Oh, boy. Oh, I just opened so the... welcome to the night can of something. <laughs> anyway. Okay, we open. And Fennec leads one of the captured assailants from last week up to the palace and the giant gate opens in the main audience chamber. Boba is on the throne, Fennec sitting on the arm, Gamorrean's behind, and 8D8 in the room. Classic setup. And Boba says, who sent you? What were your orders? And he's not saying anything. And Boba says, well, if he's not going to speak, he no longer needs his head. He curses Boba. 8D8 says, he is of the order of the night wind. And an assassin for hire. Caitlin and Bush, in your days as an assassin, do you ever come across the night wind? <laughs> Fennec is is pretty right when she says they're they're overhyped. Yeah, you know, well, terrible name, terrible, terrible name. name. I know for a fact, Matt, that you're you're no stranger to night wind. Anyway, <laughs> Fennec has the choice line here, where, where she says she's heard of them. She says overpriced. You're paying for the name, and that's just what I said yesterday when I went shopping for a new wallet. <laughs> a new new wallet. That's not even that's not even a joke. I actually did that's that. That's just relevant to life. I said right that. I'm like, I don't need. I don't want my wallet to say Tommy Hilfiger on it. And I don't, I don't want to pay bought an extra a twenty bucks in my entire life. I don't think I've ever bought a wallet. Can you believe that? Well, you have a spouse that probably buys. No, them people for buy you. me wallet. You know, everyone's every few years, somebody buy you somebody out of nowhere gets me a wallet. You know, they're like this. His I, yeah. I was out to dinner with him, yep. and his wallet's looking shabby. He needs <laughs> yep, a new yep, wallet. Yep, my parents wow. were the last ones to do it, must, like must a few nice. years ago. Must yeah. be nice. Okay, I mean, yeah, just, just saying. People. Did it have Velcro on no, it? No, it was it was very nice actually. It was very. I, w- okay. I would have <laughs> wagered good money that Matt Romano's wallet had when it opened had a Velcro. I think sign. the one before it, maybe the one before the true it. sign of an amateur. <laughs> I must be nice, Matt, just to have people throwing free wallets. Hey, at it's you where I keep my gum. Anyway, you if that's true freaking weird if that was a joke also freaking weird anyway back, <laughs> back back at it back to action they said well maybe the rancor will get him to talk and they go through the whole thing they go through he goes down the shaft the day as moves forward they get, the, get the music it's all that's missing is three people going oh no the rancor and the guy's squealing and the door opens and we know it's the same gate because we see that other that other door in it behind it yeah and there's no rancor and he but right before he sees there's no rancor yeah he squeals like it's the mayor it's the mayor it's the mayor and it's weird. He's not talking about the new the the second season show from Ted Danson. He's like, it's the mayor. It's the it's, it's the mayor. It's the idiot mayor who sent the major domo. The guy from last week, remember? And uh, Fennec goes. Fennec says, "It's empty." Assassin of the Night Wind. And there's just a womp rat in there. But just because there's no rancor in the main rancor pit, Caitlin, there, that doesn't mean there aren't some big stupid monsters somewhere else in the palace. It mean that there's not a moochie in our future. Yeah, I mean, no moochie. I thought for sure this was it. You know, I, yeah, I don't know. We're, we're holding you're out for get, moochie, You're going to get yeah. moochie? You oh, thought, I thought you, you, thought, you didn't think so? I thought for sure. I was like, here's moochie. And like somebody was going to say like that exactly that. 
Finn Chan was going to be like, here's Moochie, you know? Like, here's Moochie. Then, you know? Of all the characters saying, here's Moochie, I don't see that being <laughs> Finn Chan. Or maybe Mad Berry, 88 should have yeah, said. Yeah, there's a, and yeah. here's, and here's Moochie. Yeah, there you um, go. That's it. That's what I want. The, here's the Rancor's understudy, Moochie. <laughs> the Rancor is Moochie? Why don't you go f*** yourself? <laughs> And then Phoenix says, shall we go visit the mayor? Cut to title, chapter two, the tribes of Tatooine, which, as always, have a double meaning. We got our crime tribes and how they operate. And we're back for the whole second half of this episode with the Tusken Raiders and how the different tribes operate. Mm -hmm. So it's very cool. Fennec and Boba now are leading this guy through Mos Espa, both of them armed up this time. They've brought more formidable weapons. Mm Mm-hmm. And they go right into the mayor's office, the, the town hall, whatever you want to call it. And he says, I'm Boba Fett. I'm here to see the mayor. And the clerk, this clerk, whoever yeah, who this one, this, guy? this is like a one, two line wonder. Oh, and I applaud this yep. actor because this yep. is talk about so making good. a lot, doing a lot oh, yeah. with a little. He does the dream. It's like, oh, you got two lines. You're going to make them remember you. He's like, I'm going to live on in the minds and f- yeah. fans forever. And he did. And, he did. and so be, that's, be, that's, that's almost Bert versus bureaucracy. Yeah. It's like, dude, like. <laughs> mayor right. of Mas Espa clerk right. is going to get an action figure at some point. Absolutely. This a Funko be, Pop. Could, yeah, sure. Why not? Because he, he just goes, he's like, uh, he clicks his mouth. Mm, Boba Fett. Do you have an appointment? And I was like, it's the clicking of the mouth that yeah. probably was not in the script that I'm like, that's how to make them, that's how to make them remember you. That is a little something I like to call choices, choices, the musical. I applaud you. Well, I don't see your name in the schedule, so you'll have to. Um... It, com- it comes to the major domo. This moron comes in. <laughs> He drops another reference to why well, I didn't see your litter. I'm like, okay. Why is there like this is the second app litters? Everyone's uh, obsessed I love with it. Litter. And, I love and it. get ready because it's gonna it's gonna have another oh, payoff. There's more. In this there's episode. more. He says the mayor's indisposed and yeah, whatever. Bo- Boba just brushes right past the clerk, right past this moron major domo into the door behind, and they all go in to see Mock Shays, the mayor, who is an Athorian. And it's a tense scene here. It's also a rare Ithorian in live action mm-hmm. because yeah. they obviously first appeared in the cantina in a new hope. But ever since then, we see them all the time in animation. Mm-hmm. We see there, it, there was a time in like clone war season two, half of Coruscant was Ithorians because <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have a lot of assets back then. So they're either, and, you know, the pup, the pup, I imagine the puppetry of a live action Ithorian is, is it's a difficult it's, it's, balancing yeah. act literally yeah. in some aspects. It's tough. Oh, so yeah. you get them a lot in animation, you get them a lot in comics. We saw them that there was the old Joe in Star Wars Rebels who had the translator, the guy in Bad Batch, the guy just hanging out in the bar in Bad Batch. Yeah. As one does. Yeah, exactly. Does. That's yep. in the blue onesie, the blue yep. onesie. Authority yeah, the blue onesie one. Comes of course, in of course. Yep. Who is the same one from uh, Clone Wars season seven now working for Sid. There you go. Excellent. An icon. Excellent call, Matt Romano. Thank you very much. Has a figure, the blue onesie authority. <laughs> but this is a rare instance of seeing the, seeing one in person. And they, I really they did such a good job with in the show in general, blending the puppetry with the live action because the hairs, the little hairs on the head and everything, there's some things that that it's real. And then, but then when he speaks, there's obviously digital enhancement. 
The voice uh, is actually Robert Rodriguez, which I thought was cool. Oh, nice. Um, so, but this one is being translated, and it's a rare authorian that's that has a translator in live action. So that was cool, and it's a tense scene between them. Another assassin takes out the assassin that they brought. Boba reminds this guy that he operates at the discretion of the daimyo, which is him. The mayor suggests finding out who really sent the assassin, and Boba says, well, you serve at my pleasure, remember it. Hmm. Before sending him, he's like, go and see Madame Garza. Go to Garza's sanctuary. It's not me. It's anyone else. I don't know who sent it, but it's it's not me. Anyone here sent, sent, sent the assassin? No, I'm getting, everyone's saying no. Everyone's yeah. shaking their heads, no. Boba. I don't the know. Night, they can't, night they can't, wind? The, ew. ew. <laughs> they can't act outside of hut space, so I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah they can't, and also night night wind? Night, night wind? So, salt, salt water? Oh, that that... <laughs> That's not that's not ringing a bell. Um, yeah. Literally, go see anyone else. <laughs> so before he Boba leaves, running a family is more complicated than bounty hunting. So I immediately pictured Verna saying, "It's an even more complicated profession." <laughs> <laughs> I'm here too. But unfortunately, he didn't pop in and be like, "That's right, I'm back." It's a, like I said, it's an even more on a different show. It's an even more complicated profession. I am, I am, I am going to see you later. Um, but anyway, so so cut to Madame Garza's Madame Garza's sanctuary. Max Rebo still playing. She must have him on retainer. Place is still hopping, except yeah. this time there's a Shadra fan there, which is cool. I like that um, Daniel Jose Older on Twitter recently. He he has one in the High Republic that he him and some of the other writers write for called Doctor Uttersand, and I believe they call him a bat rat. Um, <laughs> so okay. I, Very they, good. He's a he's a villain. He's a villainous. That Doctor Uttersand. This shot. This particular bat rat has not given us any reason to think that he's a villain. But <laughs> so, so always possible, isn't it, Caitlin and Bush? <laughs> Uh, never say never, Brian. <laughs> never say never when it comes to bat rats going bad. <laughs> Next up, we have um, wow. you know, Matt. I'm surprised yeah. last week when we talked about music and who's playing here. There are mm-hmm. two bands that yes. potentially could play in Madame Garza's Sanctuary that yeah. we didn't mention. One of them was the band from Tatooine Rhapsody. Oh my, yeah! Can you imagine? Because we well, that's not we're all okay. <laughs> that would be that would be something. He's a hut. There's a hut in there. You know? a, yeah, so a band, the band. But it's like, are they allowed to play in Hut Space? That's where are the rules mm. on that. They haven't mentioned it, but yeah. there's, of course, as we know, there's another band that Madame Garza is probably trying to get really badly. And Matt, could you could you tell me who they are? Oh, uh, Brian, I don't think they're around anymore. I think they uh, no. they retired. Did they? No, 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 no. They did a red wings reunion tour. We're back, baby. It's the greatest hit store. We've got five of them. Come into the Coliseum this Wednesday and Monster Trucks. Thank you. <laughs> and let's look at the checklist. Ooh. Red Blades reference. Check. Okay. Check. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so so they go in there. Garza acts surprised and she'll say, oh, oh, I'll get you a table. She's th- either feigning this or whatever. I don't know. Boba is all okay. What the hell's going on? He says, the mayor sent me here. Uh, says there's something I should know. And then he says another one of these bangers of a line. He says, now you're sweating like a gumta on Mustafar. We all know what that means. Sure, yep. (laughs) Garza says, oh, you haven't heard. The twins have laid claim to their late cousin's request. And then we hear drums from the outside. Before we move on to what's going on on the outside, Caitlin and Bush, I want to get your take on something. 
Ooh, Ma- all right, all right. Madame Garza, if anyone in Mas Espa, aside from the characters that we're about to meet, who don't strike me as the brightest bulbs. Now you're sweating like a gumped on Mustafa. If anyone is kind of a puppeteer pulling strings, you know, against Boba in some way in Mas Espa, do you think it's potentially her? It's potentially her. It's always like the the uh, the madam, you know, of the pleasure house is is often a uh, a regular baddie, mm, you know, of them yeah. all. And I don't mean that in a positive way, even though she's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. Oh, the the performance from from Jennifer Beals um, is absolutely is, just is fantastic. gorgeous. But yeah, you know, you're you're definitely right. There's something. There's an intelligence there that we haven't seen matched really from anyone else so far. So I'm interested to see where this. That's goes. That's a good way to put intelligence. And I'm I'm also sensing layers that there's. She's yeah. playing one thing. She's actually means another, and she's playing a part that's playing a part. So you play the part the part's playing. Matt Romano, you uh, have a thought. Let me hear it. Well, I just think you know maybe this is a hot take. So sound the alarms. I feel like she's behind all this assassin stuff. Like she's kind of like calling the, it where you're calling it right now. She is right behind now. it. Yeah. Or she's Call involved. Spade spade. She's involved. Absolutely. You're going to preemptively serve indictment papers to <laughs> Madame Garza, yep. a.k.a. Jennifer Beals. <laughs> what a feeling I got about this. Let me tell you. Oh, my. Uh, you know, because the song, you know. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. No, we, 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 we got it. <laughs> No, but I just think that because like you guys are talking about, she just like, you know, has this intelligence about her. Like she's like she's one step ahead of them. Like she's kind of just, you know, she's one jump ahead of the, you know, bread line. line. Yep. That whole thing. Yep. 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 And that's everyone. (laughs) Well, I don't know. I think there's uh, whether she is the actual puppeteer or not. I think there's more to her that will more will be revealed. I think there's a reason you cast Jennifer Beals. Yeah. And I think. As great as she is in these two episodes, there's more to come. There's something's Death. going on. There's, there's more to come. And in a recent interview, a friend of, of of ours did with her. I like that she said she's no dope. She's no slave dancer. You know, That's she's right. no, she's pretty much she's not Ula. She's yeah. no slave dancer. So I think there's more. Uh, there's there's layers there going on. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely with her and Matt, and, but, but I'm not ready to just condemn her yet. Matt is. And, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. You Something's don't, going on. You don't take it back now. You said yeah. it. You said no, I, I stand by it. I stand by okay, it. Okay. Let's get to what we really want to talk about here. Yes. Aside from, um, Jennifer Beals being the big villain of the Boba Fett show. <laughs> um, <laughs> outside the drumming is coming from a whole procession and it's about eight, guys holding a litter that's sagging struggling struggling to hold up why because there are two count them two huts on this litter the twins that uh our laid claim to the late cousins request we got two of Jabba the Hutt's cousins that are coming in here and one of them has a little hand fan that's just waving did you catch that one of them has a hand fan and one of them is is like sponging himself down with a furry white little creature yeah. what yeah, that I don't poor know. thing what is it i need to know well first he uh, first he cleans like, himself he's using with it, it and then he eats it it's like a loofah that's also a snack oh my god and it's alive it's like Ugh. a loofah that's a porg that's a snack it's like it's a little tiny i'm so upset anyway carry on this is this is not yeah. the point yeah. of of no, what we're, I wanna, we're doing yeah, but, but I, I think it, i'm very upset i think it should be this is obviously um you know hitting a chord with you caitlin and bush what's going on in your head right now <laughs> i'm very upset about this tiny cute little creature well, all right now why let's like, talk through it 
because it's it's so innocent. It's clearly scared. It's being used to mop up the sweat of a hut. We're gonna it's need this. Gonna, we're gonna need the Star Wars story of this rat creature. I need. I need this. This little. This little desert creature's story. Yeah. I, I'm really terrified for him. Anyway, he was taken from his point. family on Dantooine. He was taken from his family. Well, that sounds like sounds like some so, something a fan fiction writer could could address. <laughs> hey, there you go. There we and go. Maybe actually, there you. we go. Now it wouldn't be canon, but it would be fun. We're not going yeah, there. Anyway. Moving on. Anyway, the huts know how to litter. You got to talk about litters. The huts they know really how to do. do. Yeah, the you thing know. is, you know that I, I'm thinking there's no way to put this on repulsor lifts. There's no way to like you have to have people. But I carry think that's this. what the litter is, Brian. The yeah. litter is a is a showing power. Oh, it's like I'm aware. We can make people carry us. It's, it's like you know? having human yeah. furniture when yeah. you have the IKEA yeah. catalog right there. Yeah, because that is a show of power. So anyway, so they're they're speaking Hatties this whole time, and Boba of course knows Hatties. They say Boba Fett, there is business we need to discuss, and now they're all speaking Hatties. This was Jabba's territory. Now it's theirs. That's pretty much their whole. It's like. It was his. Now it's ours. That's their whole argument. Suck it. Yeah. So so piss off. That's <laughs> in, in summation. Please leave. Yeah. Uh, Boba doesn't care. Now who steps up? And you're thinking they don't have a lot of muscle with them. Mm-hmm. And then a character steps up, and it is you just see big black fur. And then I saw mm-hmm. some shoulder pads with spikes that looked very familiar. And I st- my four senses started going off a little bit. I said, oh, my God, are they doing it? And then he stepped into frame, and it is a big black-furred Wookiee, and he gives Boba a look, and they absolutely did it. I could not believe they did this. Mind blown! Because this is none other then Black Kersantan, the Wookiee from comics. Yeah. Wookiee bounty hunter from comics first appeared in Darth Vader number one in 2015. Knows Boba. They were both hired at the same time for different missions mm-hmm. as um, by Vader. And they appear at the, the last panel of that first issue. They're side by side. So they know each other. He then went on to work with Dr. Afra for a while. He yeah, has Dr. been in Afra. Screaming Citadel. He has mm-hmm. been in Bounty Hunters, the comic. He's been in, in the main Star Wars title. He has been all over the Marvel canon comics. You can bring as many gladiators as you wish, but these are not the death pits of Durr, and I am not a sleeping Trandoshan god. This territory is mine. Go back to Nalhata. And he says that, and first off, I'm like, got him. Good one. (laughs) Right. But also, he says, he sees him and he calls him Gladiator. And I'm like, it's definitely, as Doc, and for the rest of this, uh, Black Croissant and Afra always calls him Black K or BK or something. We'll call him Black K for the rest of this because it's just easier than saying the name all the time. But. He was a Gladiator in, in, in canon, in the canon of the comics. He was run out of. Kashyyyk, he wasn't enslaved. He was run off the planet for, you know, nefarious doings. And then by, I believe the Zanti brothers kind of cybernetically enhanced him and he got into gladiatorial games and then pivoted into bounty hunting and got into all that can sometimes be, he's one of these, he's nebulous. He's in the gray. He's something, he he does what suits his own interests. You know, whatever, whatever uh, fills his pocketbook, you know? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. How how big his 
Pocketbook is. (laughs) Well, what do you know? A character from the comics coming into live action. I ain't seen one of them since never, because it never happens. This blue, this really, I'm going to do it again. Mind blown. Yeah. Because this doesn't happen. This was cool. This is very cool. Now, I'm not going to say, don't want to make a definitive statement, because every time I do that, I get shot in the ass. But... (laughs) To my That's knowledge, true. ever since the canon, the, the, the comics became canon and everything in all of the Marvel titles is canon, no character that has been comics only has made this jump. Hmm. They've, either, they've either been in live action or animation before, been in the comic, and then come back. This is exactly but, how you got in trouble with these guys, these CTA guys, right? You know, making canon yeah. mistakes. So we don't want to make... Okay, see, that's not what we're on called. our way. So, so CQA, yeah. Anyway. Before you, before you make accusations, <laughs> do your research. Okay, <laughs> row your boat. But I, so I'm not saying to clarity. To my not, I mean, can, can can either of you guys think of another character that's made this jump? Bet you can't. But to my knowledge, that has not happened. A comics only character, a character that was created for comics, now appearing not only in, not in animation but full on live action. To my yeah. knowledge, that has yet to happen. And I've been waiting. Not counting comics that come out before movies that introduce specifically characters that we know are going to be in the movie. Yes, uh, not counting someone disclaimer. like. Not counting someone <laughs> okay. like Aftab, who they knew okay. was going to be in Rise of Skywalker, so they put him in the comics before that. I'm exactly. not counting okay. that. Because this was 2015. And now we're 2022. So it wasn't like in 2015, there's like John Favreau and Dave Filoni and Robert Rodriguez will have a Boba Fett show in 2022. So we should introduce this Wookiee now. I don't think right. that happened. Right. So if it has happened, it's, it's, it's insanely rare. And the exciting thing about this is this now opens a door because I'd never thought they'd do this. I thought it would always stay separate. But now they can bring in other characters that are comics only. And you both know the one that I want to come into live action more than any other is of course my beloved Dr. Offer herself screaming to be brought into live action would be great on this show or the Mandalorian or her own show. And I still say that Chloe Bennett would be great as playing her from Marvel's agents of shield. But this was, this was very exciting to me and it was just a big moment of it's it's again Darth synergy at work. It's, yeah, it's that the Darth, Darth it's, synergy. It's Darth Maul. Always it's, working. Yeah, it's like the the Clone Wars Rebels Darth Maul popping up in Solo to another level. Yeah, to another level. No, um, this is good, and this kicks the door open. I think you are going to see Doctor Afra. Like I, I like I think it's just only a matter of time. Only a matter of time. Be Why like, wouldn't you? Yeah, Absolutely. We, prob- yeah. we probably won't. They could do it. They probably won't. But now it's like these guys are paying attention to everything. Oh yeah, and yep. the ground is laid, and and, and we saw it lay, laying the tile with Cobb Vanth. Yeah. Say last year, Cobb Vanth can happen. Now, Black K is happening. Yeah. Who, the possibilities just. There are no limits. Yeah, just jump right up. And there, it's not just Offer. There's so many characters. Cal Kestis. That are so. Cal, He's out there. Uh, another one. If, Cal Kestis. Yeah. Could, from a game. And, yep, from and a game. also keep Cameron Monaghan in that case. Mm-hmm. Um, fans would love that. He's wonderful. Cal, everyone loves Cal Kestis. Yep. And I think we all agree. All three of us are big Cal Kestis fans, aren't we? Yes, we are. Big Cal yeah. Kestis. All, th- all three of yeah. us. We did a whole episode about it. Yeah, we're, we're the, yeah. we're, we're, we're <laughs> the, the, the kings and queen of the Cal Kestis fan club. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Talking about sure. falling down a hole. Okay. Okay. <laughs> anyway, this was, really, uh, this was really exciting to me. I think I have gotten that point across adequately. And the thing is, you think, well, that's going to be their big, their big little canon 
what's the word? A celebratory grace note for the episode. It's not, it's not, they have, this episode has not nearly even begun to fight. (laughs) In any case, the twins, these, again, these huts, they look like a mix of practical and digital. And I'm not throwing shade at the digital Jabba in a new hope. I'm not throwing shade. And those, (laughs) those were early days. And every time they revisit, they try and make it look a little better, but they definitely look better than him. Yes, they did. In that job. Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's not, it's, not, it's not the best depiction of a hut that's It's ever hard been. to make a giant slug look good. Yeah. Regardless. Yeah. It's hard to turn a big Scottish guy into a giant slug that Han Solo <laughs> has to walk over when you didn't intend it that way when you shot it. We've all been there. Yeah. And we've had far less success at doing it, especially you, Matt. Um, <laughs> so Boba is pretty much, okay, look, I, I don't care who you are. Job is dead. His cowardly major domo took his territory afterwards, and I killed him. So it's mine now. Kark off. And he says, if you want it, you'll have to kill me for it. And the, one of the huts gives something. I felt like, Matt, do you feel like this line could almost be a Ferengi, not to cross-franchise, a Ferengi <laughs> rule of acquisition? Oh, yeah. Because he says, bloodshed is bad for business. Yes, yeah. And I'm like, is that rule of acquisition number 151? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, he says, sleep lightly, bounty hunter, and they leave, but it's pretty clear this is not over. We don't get names. They're just the Hut twins. They're Jabba's cousins. Yep. The ones that, quite frankly, the cousins you never want to come to a holiday. Well, this won't be the last we're seeing of them. I imagine we'll learn quite a bit more about them. No. It's just crazy, too, that, like, I remember when I saw the original Clone Wars animated movie, like, the first one, you know, when we when we first yes. learned that, like, Jabba had family and that, like, there were more than one hot. Right, that he wasn't just this, well, like, yeah, one this singular character. being. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. just him and Gardula yeah. and it was ruled by the Huts. We, we had heard nebulous things in in phantom menace and stuff but yeah i guess we in phantom menace we we learned a little bit about it but i but i just remember thinking like this is crazy i don't like this at all and how far we've come that now they're in live action i'm well, like i love we need so more many huts. huts we need more huts there's well, so many yeah. <laughs> so the clone wars movie that's the thing I, i'm wondering is one of these guys rhoda the hut it's like no because they say cousins and it's still a son i'm wondering if rhoda the hut is in the mix and got to make an appearance yeah let's not forget matt though you brought up the clone wars movie what <laughs> Famous hut. Well, was introduced I really to the world didn't even mean to do that. Hello, uh, man. I'm here, Matt uh, Romano, see? and I want what you've done, you and Caitlin Bush to carry me around on a litter for two whole weeks. <laughs> Could you and imagine then, if they talked like that? That would have been the best. And then yeah. I'm going to use Caitlin's pork to, to wipe myself down. After. You leave my you know pork out of this. I don't think I'm going to. You know what? He is safe back at the pork and dagger, and he is staying that I way. feel a sponge bath coming on, and I want to send you. <laughs> Um, so anyway so we don't we don't know who they are but i'm really curious as well because at this point also thanks to comics and war of the bounty hunters the hut council is gone all of those old anyone left in the hut council of film cliches including uh, um edward g robinson hut uh, Marlon Brando um, Hut, Marlon yeah. Brando Marlon Hut, Brando. Uh, <laughs> Tony Soprano Hut, uh, Carlito's Way Hut, not yeah. the uh, Joe Pesci the Hut. Um, Definitely just a Scorsese Hut in there yeah, somewhere, just for hell of it. You know? Some of those were true. <laughs> all those guys are gone; they're all dead. So okay. Jabba was like the only one left. So these are like the cousins. That's like, oh, did he leave a will? Don't matter. We're going. It, it, they're, they're, as you pointed out earlier, you made the reference earlier, Caitlin. They're like. They're two cousin Greggs, except they're huts. And and their mom said, go to that guy and tell him and buy him something nice and don't wear Dockers. And they didn't. They wore a litter. 
So we cut to the Bacta tank and we cut into the flashback. And this is something I, we all, uh, I, I forget to mention last week, but it was something I really like. Don't you guys like the way um, they, the, the, the color change they use to go in and out of the flashbacks? They kind of get this rainbow effect. Isn't that cool? Matt Romano, you, see, you, you notice that? Yeah. It's a different effect than we've seen in Star Wars before. And it's yeah. to the point where it gives you a little warning about it in the, in the beginning. It says photo effects or something. Disney Does it Plus really? Gives you a, yeah. It gives you a little warning about photosensitive, photosensitivity oh. or something like that. Wow. Yeah. Right. Um, and then, it, and then it, it's a sign points up that says the sound's going to cut out at some point in the last Jedi. It is intentional. Do not, <laughs> come, do not bother the cinema staff. Uh, but I, I like that. And also we didn't mention this, but this is not really a surprise or is new, but the, the, this show in general continues the proud tradition of, of, wipe transitions and all that oh yeah so you which gotta I have it of course gotta all have three it. of us appreciate with tatooine yes gotta have it. yeah tatooine. It's not I star mean, wars on. without the wipes come on come on here come on come on come on get out of here get out of here wipe real zoom real star wipes i don't care what it is gotta be gotta wipe no you don't care i don't yeah. care yeah. cmb doesn't care none of us care yeah. star transitions circle wipe y'all. whatever star transitions yep. get me a white squirrel <laughs> to wipe myself down with or so help me god right now, while uh, now we're in we're in the Tuscan camp, and while others dig for water, Boba trains with his gaffy stick, which is just a wood training version of it. Though it's not an actual gaffy stick. Now here we have the main Tuscans in this group. He's training with who I, I think this is who it is because we have the trainer is referred to in the credits, I believe, as Tuscan Warrior, played mm. by Joanna Bennett. So at some so that's a female Tuscan. He's he's Lady training Tuscan. with the whole time. Lady Tuscan, the Dowager Countess requests Lady Tuscan to come for tea, <laughs> and then the Tuscan kid, as it's referred to in the credits, is played by Wesley Kimmel, and then there's the Tuscan chieftain, played by Xavier Jimenez, and whenever he feels like he has a point to make, he just puts that staff down in the yes. sand. Yeah, I like yeah, it. And everyone stops and listens. Yeah. Okay, so Boba's training, and he's not bad, but he's getting better with it. But it turns out there's there's a way to hold it, and then there's a way to hold it. Yeah, there's a difference. Yeah. It's like, do you want to hold the gaffy stick, or do you want to hold the gaffy <laughs> stick? You know, you know. It, but he's he's a listener. You know, he yeah. it's this continued uh, theme that we are seeing that he learns, he respects, he tries to understand rather than fighting these cultures and these customs yeah. that they're trying to teach him. He, he listens, and I get the fi- the the feeling here that. He might like part of him might this might just be his new life. Like he might not go back to his old life. And that's this whole time I'm thinking something bad is going to happen to this tribe of Tuscans. That's going to make so. him mm. go back to a crime syndicate or something is going to wipe them out. And it's going to leading him back to his armor and everything else is going to. It's probably a pretty good. Especially towards the end of here. It's like he he's fitting in really well with them. Why would he? And then if there is family, yeah, especially the kid and whatever, you know, know, something's going to happen. Something bad's going to happen to these guys. Oh, no. No, I'm sad. Yeah, I don't like that. The women and the children. (laughs) They were animals. I slaughtered them like animals. No, I hate them. (laughs) 
<laughs> but now it's like you're looking. It's like Anakin. What? What the? Heck? Well, not all. Yeah. Not all, I mean, not, they're not all the same. They make a point. Yeah. They make a point of that in this episode later on yeah. to say, you know, some of them became incredibly violent. Yes. And, it's like, oh, yep. did yeah. they? It's like, yep. did some of them? You know, it's like, well, I'll tell you, some that are really bad are the ones that took my leg after we tried to. <laughs> yeah, those wife, guys. Those guys beloved, are bad. My shmi, my beloved wife. Okay, <laughs> Lars, I didn't know you were on the ship. Get out Lars, of here. Get, get out, out of here. Get out of here, no. Lars. Anyway, so. He he's not again. He's not bad with it, but he's he's really he he's learning. While this is happening, a bantha has been literally combing the desert. <laughs> <laughs> you noticed that too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anything yet? We ain't found. <laughs> How do you say it? And a, he's like raking, like raking the desert. Yeah. And he's the like, first thing I heard was he's not raking. He's combing. Yeah, he's combing. Um, that 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 also had to be like they made. There's like you know, yeah, make him comb the desert. You know. No, you fool. Was told, are we being too literal? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Matt I was told to comb the desert, so I'm combing it. Um. Uh, so a beast pops out. I couldn't see what kind of beast it was on first watch. So. Stay tuned for what beast came out of the comb in the desert next week on Return of the Pod. <laughs> One of them just shoots it and the kids celebrate, but then they hear a sound of the distance and it's not good. They arm up and take positions and it's a hover train. Love it. Coming in the background. Mm. Murder on the hover it's train express, boy. except not really. The guy, they're, they're, they're pikes. Well, kind of. Yeah, yeah. They're pikes on this train and they just, they're like, as long as our train is passing by these these, you know, local denizens, why don't we just shoot at them and, and kill a few of them? It's like, have you ever, Caitlin and Bush, have you ever been on a train passing by like people in the distance and thought? People who are just like minding their own business, yeah, you know? It's like, why don't we all just get our rifles and kill some of these? It's like, what? Yeah, sure. What, why yeah, not? They, you know, what are they doing totally logical. Yeah. Totally logical. Wow. You think you know somebody. Um, <laughs> yet, yet, a, yet a sentient loofah really ticks you off. Yeah, man. You really uh, pick your battles. Oh, man. I do. There's a lot of sentient loofah. Yeah. Well, she's, it's like if you're if you're around CMB, if you're an animal, you're probably fine. Yeah. If yeah. you're a you're human, you, you are not fine. <laughs> um, so anyway, they, they shoot at them. Some Tuscans are hit and a bantha is hit and just goes crashing Aww, down. Yeah. We cool cut bantha. to night and they're burning the dead just on a big pile. And Boba is watching this and is disturbed. He goes off with a water thing and then sees some speeders pass in the distance. And he has an idea. He then tells the tribe leaders that he will stop. And he, this is a whole thing, trying to communicate with them. He's getting better at it's it. It's very but. similar. We see Din do it a bit in uh, in The Mandalorian, where it's it's a mixture of spoken word and some sort of sign language. Yeah. yeah. And we don't know which one is having more effect. Is it the sign language yeah. or is it <laughs> yeah. maybe for... I, I here Here's a question, an unplanned question. CMB, do you think a Tuscan is going to speak full-on galactic basic at some point? Because that would be weird. Something tells me that they they're incapable of yeah. it. Something about the way that their their throats or mouths maybe or something are they built. They're incapable. Of I it. never we've never seen. Yeah, it. I never want to see what they look like underneath the the mask. No, never. no, no, Same. no. It's like Same. never yeah. want no. to see Grievous Leave without that, that mask. Yep. Never want to see underneath these things. But mm -hmm. you so so Matt Romano, you're saying you don't want the final before the Tuscan kid dies from a blaster <laughs> wound. You don't want to hear him say. Right. You don't want oh, that? No, no I don't. And they take it off and it's like Justin Bieber or something. I don't now, know. What? Ew. <laughs> Ew. Special guest star. Special guest star, Justin Bieber. <laughs> and now starring Machine Gun Kelly as Tuscan Kid. Come on now, boys. Now, was it Bad my performance not. of it that you don't like or just the idea or both? Uh, I'm going to say both. 
Ew, both. Ew. Yeah. Unnecessary. <laughs> I'm with Matt. Yeah. You didn't, ew, n- n- I, you anyway. Know, feeling pretty f***ing unappreciated, Al. Anyway, okay. Um, so, speeders. All right. I'm getting there. He says he has this idea, and he's like, I'll take rifle and stick, and I'll be back by morning. And, yeah. and they let him. So, he goes, and he finds this little cantina casino hybrid that's like just in the middle of so the I, I got a thought about this. So yeah. is this Tashi Station? Uh, because I don't think so. I remember, I I, if I recall, the, a lot of eagle-eyed people on the internet, because I have my finger on the pulse of Star Wars fandom, uh, pulse. the pulse, that they the pulse. That people had speculated, they looking like at the frame by frame, like the, the deleted scenes from A New Hope when Luke goes there. Um, and then, mm-hmm. and there's like, if you look in the background, the shelves are the same and the doors the same. So you would never know this, that this is Tashi station, hmm. but I mean, it's interesting. It would be interesting. It doesn't, the exterior doesn't look, if you look at those same deleted scenes, it doesn't look like Anchorhead as depicted in those deleted mm-hmm. scenes. Yes. It just looks, I mean, so I don't know. I don't know. But it was like, I got to go get some power converters. It looks like they're selling power converters. looks like a happening place to be. Like if you were like some youth. If you were a teen, if you were yeah. a teen in the desert, yeah, that would be look like a place I'd go. It's like the local diner, the local uh, yeah. You know, so burgers yeah, and they're open late. Yeah, burgers and milkshakes yeah. and fry and gravy fries uh, at the Tashi yeah. station. Yeah. Disco fries. <laughs> Why is it always about food? <laughs> I love food. When anyway, isn't it about yeah. food? Yeah, I know. I know you love food. Food is, as you would say, what Matt? Delicious. Delicious. <laughs> Food is delicious. Caitlin, Caitlin, what's your best Matt impression saying delicious? <clears throat> delicious. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. Delicious. I like, I like hers better. <laughs> she so says fancier. Th- anyway, go ahead. That, that's, that's an interesting <laughs> point, Matt, whether this is Tashi Station or that's an interesting <laughs> point. Just but saying. There's actually a big um, point in the direction that it could be because of who's in there. Mm. And it's not just a gang of Nicktoes who are just ruining everyone's time. They're just really, it's like, they're guys, rude. please stop. And <laughs> they they keep annoying a couple. And this is not just any couple. And here's, here's something that would point to it being Tashi Station, because this is Fixer and Cammy, who were Luke's friends, who he hangs at those scenes in Tashi Station from A New Hope. They're his two of his friends, them and Biggs. There's no end to it. <laughs> yeah. It just keeps building. They're, oh my they're, god! They're, oh, they're the they're there, and it's I only knew it was Cammy because of the subtitles, and then I checked out in the post credits. It is Fixer, and it is Cammy. I am so upset right now. Obviously, not played by the same actors who who played them in seventy seven. Cammy here is played by Mandy Kowalski, and Fixer is played by Skylar Bible. Oh my god! Uh, so I so Matt's probably I'm right. Probably this probably right. is to, it, it's probably could be Tashi Station, yeah, yeah, yeah. because. When they were in it, that was back when they were like, Lucas was like, we can't just start with two droids. We should start with Luke and his friends. You've seen the deleted scenes. Yeah. If you've seen yeah. the deleted scenes, you see you see Cammy and Fixer. They're no longer, that's the only place to see them is in those deleted scenes. They're not in the movie anymore. Some book comic adaptations, there's, they still pop up. It's common lore that, that when Luke left, they got married. Mm. I know the last Jedi novelization starts with a Luke dream sequence. If he never left Tatooine, he's married to Cammy. But oh. that's kind of like they, they rarely pop up. But for Fixer and Cammy, 
in the canon, no longer relegated to the deleted scenes. Canon, canon, fire! <laughs> Eating gravy fries, uh, disco fries at Tashi Station. <laughs> that part is not canon. Gravy fries. <laughs> gravy or disco, right, whatever. Which one? It depends where you grew up, I guess. I don't know. All right, canon, canon, fire! <laughs> and also, mind blown. Because here's something, here's something you don't have to do at all. And they didn't even say, oh, it's Fixer and Cammy. It's like if you happen to have the subtitles on and get past the point in the credits where they zoom the little window small, it's like, if you like this, check out Return of the Jedi. It's like, do you, it's like, oh, yeah, do you think I'd like Return of the Jedi? It's like, yeah, I, oh, I, I wonder why. But, uh, but it blew my mind that, that these were, so that much. these were them. So, it only took it took forty five years, but the fixer and Cammy are finally and two different sets of actors, but they're finally on screen. I'm Fixer's, so upset right now. Why are you upset? That's unpack. I just there's just no no we don't need to unpack. I'm just there is so much happening all the time. All the time, Caitlin. You like Star Wars oh with your God. Star Wars? Here's some yeah, more Star there we, Wars. That's yeah. really what it that's is. A, just like <laughs> yeah. it's great. Yeah, it's great. But like this, there's just so much. This this has Scott, to be the most so the most packed Star Wars yeah. ever. How, but how does this negatively affect your life, Sandy? <laughs> I'm not saying it. Nate, I'm, I'm not upset. Upset. I'm 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 riled up. There's I mean, there's so much yeah, in my brain right now. You seem pretty riled up, and I want to <laughs> yeah. unpack it. I want right, to. We had a lot of show, and we're running a little. There's a lot of show still. All right, Matt, <laughs> slow your roll. We have Matt's a friend. Right. In, we have a friend in trouble. <laughs> Sometimes. When you just move along right past Fixer and Cami based trauma, you have more trauma down the road. Fixer. I'm trying to get at Where's the root right here. We already talked about the sentient loofah problem, and now again, CMB is having a moment. I would like to unpack it. Oh my goodness! So Fixer's got this leather got got a nice black leather jacket on. <laughs> Still on them. It's almost. Yeah, oh, okay, we're not okay, done. Okay. We haven't even mentioned what they do. Right, right, right. And he says, and, and one of the Nictos just drinks one of their drinks. Just yep. openly says. It's just oh, rude. It's, They're just rude. Just, yeah. And and Fixer, summoning all of his courage, <laughs> says really quietly. It's not right. Can you say something? It's not right. <laughs> it's not. That's not right. And that's the most he can do. God love him. <laughs> And the Nikto's like, what did you say? What? What was that? And causes a ruckus and a fight breaks out. And poor Cammy's like, ah, tossed to the side. Like, they're not Luke and Leia, Cammy and Pixar. They're just not. There's a reason they never left. We we love no shit. You don't know anything about them. I I will not take this. I know everything there is. They're just regular Joes. Oh, now you want to talk about Cammy and Pixar. (laughs) Couple minutes minutes ago, you couldn't wait to be down the road. Luckily, Boba shows up. Boba shows up. Nice transition to get me off them, CMB, and successful because the the ruckus is breaking out. The door opens, and we get a nice silhouette of Boba. Not this the usual Mando silhouette because he doesn't have his Mando armor helmet, but it's it's Tuscan Boba Mm. with his weapons on his back and everything. He struts in. He lays these dudes out with rifle and his stick. He royally kicks their asses. And Breaks then he the ta- rifle. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, shoots it once. He's like, oh, I got one shot in it. Then just uses it to bust. He breaks the rifle and also probably breaks a Nikto's head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he then, when they're all, when they're all beaten 
to submission. He takes a celebratory drink at the bar and he really satisfied with and it. And he He's goes, like, yeah, I'll take two power converters. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they should have done. He's like, you can waste time with your friends when your flashbacks with the Tuscans are over. Now, come on, get moving. All right, come on. Um, so then he goes outside Ooh. and he sees the speeders and they have the insignia on them that we saw being painted on the side of the moisture farm last week. Oh, and, and then we see Boba driving a speeder. I'm like, oh, he stole one. And I'm like, no, he stole them all because <laughs> the all rest of them. of them are all cabled behind the one. It's too much. It was just too much for me. So much happening. It wasn't. That was. A, I was perfectly fine for me. I was just. I'm still on. It's I, so I, much. I don't know what's going to set off the Caitlin tsunami at the moment. So, um. So it's so he brings day. them. He brings them to the village and he presents them as gifts. The Tuscans immediately do what they do. They start ripping them apart and he stops them. He's like, No, no, no. We're not going to rip these apart like you famously did in A New Hope with Luke's Lance Peter, which I saw in the theater and it was great. And was retroactively put in later in the special edition. No, I'm, I'm going to teach you how to ride these. And this is how we're going to stop the train. And this is this isn't even the scene I was talking about, but this is one of the weirdest scenes I've seen in, in anything in a long time. This is Boba Fett teaching Tuscan Raiders how to drive. Oh, yeah. It's so cute. It's a sequence. It's, it's like, well, there's the Mando Blurg riding sequence. Is but the precur is 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 the the tame version of how I learned to drive, starring Boba Fett and the Tuscan Raiders. <laughs> weirdly enough, also written by Paula Vogel, and it, it's not only they're teaching them to drive. He's like, you go forward, you go back, and then it's like it's like like a bantha. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. And the first one he gets on, he's like, I got this. <laughs> no problem. It immediately zooms right backwards. And, and in my head, oh, he zooms man. right through the window of a convenience store. But we don't see that part. <laughs> then we cut to the others. They're riding after Boba and they're they're getting it. And then and now they're practicing jumping from speeder to speeder. Matt Romano, how long do you would you last? Uh, practicing jumping from speeder to speeder. Oh man! And how many how many seconds would you? Oh, last? I feel like I just like knock my head out on the speeder and be dead. You know, instant death. <laughs> instant death would not be able to make two, the... two two seconds. Two seconds. I'd rather be the guy yeah. driving. I think you know. Same. You think you'd last longer driving the speeder? Maybe a little bit longer. Maybe you know when I when I'm on a jet ski, I yeah. prefer to be the one driving the jet ski than the idiot who yeah. might get knocked off by the person driving the jet ski. Anyway, so so. <laughs> They're, but they're doing it, Peter. They're doing it. And Bo Boba seems really happy about them learning. Now, he's still training with his gaffy stick, but then the train is sighted yeah. and it's come on. Let's go get the train. And they spring to action on the speeders. The idiots on the train, the pikes are still shooting stuff up as usual. But the kid signals. Boba taught him a cool mirror signal and he signals. Sharpshooters take out the gunners on the train. The speeders have caught up to it and they grapple on. And most of them make it on. Not all of them do. Boba helps one of them get on and then they get on with him before a speeder explodes. And now we get a good view of, of that. These are definitely pikes on these, tr on this train. It's like, what are the pikes doing on Tatooine? Right. Question for another time that I know, Caitlin, you're dying to ask this, but we'll get to it uh, in another way. There's no time at the moment. To in time. It. The Tuscan, uh, the Tuscan warrior who was training Boba speeds along and jumps on. And th there's a really cool droid, Driving this train, <laughs> the 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 train, the droid train conductor, Matt. Do you like this droid? I, I liked him. I, I, <laughs> I, I think he looked like a practical droid. Too, well, yeah, I, and I like that. Like you know, and not to get uh, ahead, but he just he just seemed like he, he 
wasn't going to stay there. He wasn't going to die for anybody. You yeah. know, he, he's yeah, just no. earning a paycheck, no. this like, guy. You know, you know what? Yeah, I am just not making yeah, like, enough. I don't have time no, for got this. no time for this. He, yep. he pretty much panics. He sets the train to ludicrous speed. Yeah. <laughs> right. Blasts a couple of them with like the. the... Yeah, it's a pod engine on yeah. top, yeah. right? Yeah. It's, it's a train driven by a pod engine. And some of the, the pikes go flying. Some of the Tuscans at one point go flying. The trainer, the warrior, takes out everyone. In, it's a really cool shot of progression. It's like something out of Snowpiercer. I forget what movie I'm thinking cool. of. But you're seeing them, her fight through the windows, laying out every pike inside this train. Boba and the others, meanwhile, advancing on top. As you said, Kayla, one gets toasted by the engine. Boba is now fighting the pikes, and one of them gets thrown off. Eventually, Boba busts in on the driving droid. And it has now set the train to nuclear and it can't be stopped. So the droid just jumps off <laughs> and spiders away in the <laughs> desert. I like that they let this one now live. They should, now yeah. we should see him like five episodes later, like in the sanctuary cantina working there. Like it gets a Agreed. new job. And Bob is like, <laughs> yes. wait, wait just a minute. wait a minute. Aren't you a train conductor? And he has one of those hats on. He's like, nope, nope, nope. Never driven a train in my life. No, this is our, this is our second. If I'm not mistaken, this is our second train heist in uh, live action Star Wars history. It is. Yeah, because you got uh, including with this in our um, beloved Solo Star Wars story. Yeah. Solo, yeah. yeah, it's it's a little bit of a there's we don't see who's driving that train. Yeah, but it would be it would be funny if it was the same <laughs> droid. I love I love a train heist yeah. though. Love yeah, it. yeah. I know you're famous for that. You you love a train. Yeah, I've heist. always said it. I, I love a you train love heist. heist in general. You love getting teams together. Oh man, and, and yeah, this is very western. I mean, I'm surprised we didn't see this in Mandalorian. Very. You know, we like. Going between Absolutely. Roman Empire well, cliches and Western cliches, and I'm sure on the list of you know fun set pieces that we could do, it's like speeders chasing after on a on a train yep. in the desert. Well, we're not going to use that Mando that's moved that yeah. over to Boba Fett. Yes. It's like maybe, yeah. or that's concocted for here. I don't know. Either it sounds, way, yeah. it's we don't you know we don't know what it was. We don't know what it could be. All we know is that it's cool. Cool. It's all that. Cool. So so get your, you know, I'm sorry, my Prada was at the cleaners. cleaners. Along with my hoodie and my f- you flip-flops, you pretentious douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like you're not a part of Facebook. You're not a part of Facebook. Anyway, okay. Um, <laughs> using his wooden gaffy stick, Boba stops the tree, literally jams it in and stops this train. And there are weapons and riches galore. The pikes left over, some of them just kneeling in the dirt. And this is, again, I could be wrong, but this is, to my memory, the first time the Pikes and we saw them in live action again in uh, in Solo, but this is the first time we're seeing them without masks or helmets. Mm-hmm. A couple yeah. of them take them off, and that we've seen in animation, uh, notably in the Clone Wars. But I I'm pretty sure we've never seen it in live action before. Um, for everything to do with the train and the Pikes somehow being on Tatooine, cannon cannon fire. <laughs> Boba asks their leader if they are carrying spice. Specifically, Sansana spice from the slave mines of Kessel. Yeah. And the Pike's like, what does spice look like? (laughs) (laughs) That. And and then two Tuscans drop a big box of spice and it opens and Boba says, like that. Just like, (laughs) right. The comedic timing is just, mwah. Chef's kiss. I really thought we were going to see some like Corky Romano action, like 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 that. Like yeah. one of the Tuscans like <laughs> s- sucks up all the spice and just loses his mind. Yes, question, question. You have a question? You don't have a question? You don't? You don't? You don't? You don't? It's kind of hot in here, isn't it? They're making pants tighter now, right? I don't know because I'm not. I don't wear jeans. Yes. Qu- 
question. <laughs> Say, <laughs> I was genuinely wait. Like it seemed like they inhaled yeah, it. Yeah, they looked like they inhaled a lot of it. I don't I, know. But you know, I imagine there might be a pretty good infiltration system on their masks. Or yeah, something, yeah, that but, makes yeah. sense. Yeah, but except for one of them, and he just wanders in the background. <laughs> yeah. like, this is, this is not looking good for you. I'll carry this train home myself. He picks yeah, it up. Like, <laughs> no to worry. We want the train. I'll take it from here. Out of the way. And he never walked again. Anyway, Boba says, oh these sands are no longer theirs to pass. These people lay ancestral claim to the doomed sea. And if you are to pass, the toll is to be paid to them. This is the first time anyone is really given any in Star Wars is is given anything to the Tusken Raiders or given them any kind of dominion or any kind of yeah it's like you know what it's theirs they've been here long enough they they deserve this they need this as much as Matt Romano needs that (laughs) right they need this out of the way uh, and I thought this was cool. Boba didn't have to do this, but I thought it was not as cool of, of him to do. And and again, like you said, Caitlin, yes, respect. He's like, yeah. this is what you're going to do now. And he says, go back to your syndicate and present these terms. Your lives are a gesture of our civility. Loved it. Yeah, man. Oh, he's, and he says, now walk single file in the direction of the high sun. And they said, we'll die without our water car. We have a whole car of this train that's just water. We'll die. And Boba says, we'll give you each a black melon. You'll survive on its milk as these people do. And I'm happy say, to so, know what they're called now. Yeah, black yes, melons? I was yeah. just going to write that. Melon. So now we know what those are and that it's not water inside, but it's milk. Still yeah. sounds gross, but for black melons and milk, cannon, cannon, fire. Mm. The Tuscans, like meanwhile. Delicious. Yeah. Delicious. They're not. We know that they stink and that there's smoke in there from Mando. It's not delicious. It's anti-delicious. Anyway, well, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's what gets you off, Matt. I don't know. Um, The Tuscans waste no time in busting through the water car, and they're loving this water. They're like, water! (laughs) It's it's like, it's it's something, it's the end of Fury Road. It's Fury Road, that's exactly what I thought. Yeah, the chief nods uh, in approval to Boba. And then at camp, uh, we get a little history. Uh, There are many Tuscan tribes. Since the oceans dried, we have stayed hidden, Mm. they say. Other tribes have survived by killing. Now, Caitlin and Bush, do you think literally, since we know we call it the Dune Sea or whatever, do you think there at one point Tatooine was had oceans and water on it and the Tuscan people are that old? I think so. I mean, given especially what we see, you know, a little bit down the line in the episode when Boba goes on his uh his little ayahuasca journey there. Yeah. Uh, his <laughs> lizard ayahuasca journey. <laughs> uh, you know, we see all of this imagery of, and it could be, you know, referring to a, a metaphorical sea since it is a, a sea of sand. But uh, something tells me that a lot of land on Earth that was now uh, deserts used to be oceans, used to be plentiful. If you think about, you know, Mars in our own galaxy, they it, it's used to be covered in water a yeah. lot of the time is the thought. Mm-hmm. And now it's a desolate wasteland. I think there's there's some legitimacy to it that maybe Tatooine, however many hundreds of thousands year, of years ago, used to be this this lush planet. And now it's just a giant ball of sand. Mm-hmm. 
I think that's fascinating because, as you just said, that would take a long time. That would take a long, long time. The Tuscans are an ancient people. And they have learned to adapt that long. Yeah. And their history is is so long that that's really fascinating to me, as well as the fact that, as you mentioned, the journey Bob was about to go on. And two episodes now, we've had (laughs) shots of Camino, which is the opposite of this, which is a planet that's all water. The juxtaposition there is pretty cool, I'd say. It's yeah. like, and also that's in Boba's past. This is his present. And there's so still like a, whether you're looking at the, the open ocean or the desert, there's just a, there's a blankness to it. Yeah. It's, it's the, the, one and the same. When he was a child and now when he's been through all of it, now it's, now it's sand. I don't know. It's the passage mm, of the planet, yeah. passage of him. There's something poetic there that I, that I really like. And I really think, you know, a show doesn't have to do stuff like that, but for uh, it's, it, Kind of makes it cool when it does to me. Matt, and, and want to weigh in on any of this, Matt? No, Romano, I'm actually, or are I'm, you liking this I'm vibe? loving this vibe. I'm taking it all in. I mean, it, I, I didn't realize the juxtaposition between like, you know, Camino and Tatooine. That is very cool. Um, and hey, maybe if High Republic keeps going back in the past, we'll, we'll see what happened to Tatooine. Yeah, we'll just keep <laughs> just jumping keep back 150 back years yeah. every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> and so Boba's telling, telling the Tuscans, look, you shouldn't have to hide your warriors. And he's really got mad respect for them now. Yeah. And they say, yeah, but the off-worlders have machines. And Boba says, but you have machines now, too. And they said, we're going to present you a gift. And I think they're going to give him his own gaffy stick. Yeah. Same. That is not at all what happened. Yeah. They well, kind they, of they do that. They kind of do. In a, in yeah, a roundabout they, they way. Yeah. In a really roundabout way. <laughs> and what proceeds is, this is... This is what we're talking about. This is it, right, Caitlin? This yeah, is this is the, the weirdest, weirdest thing <laughs> Star Wars has done in a very long time, if not the weirdest. I it also it. very well may be my favorite. I may break my no more t- Star Wars t-shirts rule if they made a t-shirt <laughs> of this scene. <laughs> <laughs> a whole t-shirt of this scene, like what? Of the lizard yeah. of the of the lizard in the open little basket. Yeah. I would yeah, buy a, it. a Tuscan Raider. Brain lizard playset with micro machines. I would buy yeah. it in a second. But this, it's like it's Boba's head. And you open it, and there's a lizard inside. <laughs> there's also also some little a little playset. Um, but so it's like we're going to present you a gift. You're a good guide. This gift will guide you. And as we've said, it's a little tiny lizard. And, I'm like, and Boba's oh, like, oh, that's thank cute. You. This is nice. What what a cute pet. Boba's going to have a pet. It immediately gets sucked into his mouth. He's like, oh, I think it. I think I ate it. Goes up his, no, no, it goes up his nose. Yeah. It goes up his nose. Okay. Because I, I thought. Which is, I, which is somehow worse than uh, it going in his mouth. And he's stunned. He's like, I, I don't know what happened. I think it went into, in, it's in me somehow. <laughs> it's in my mouth. It went in my nose. It, somehow it's inside me. I don't That's know. The, I think he said he ate it. He's understand. like, I think I ate it. <laughs> yeah, I think I ate it. It flew in. It's like a bug. It flew into yeah. my mouth. I, I don't understand. I'm sorry. Do you have another one? I didn't want to, your gift. I didn't want to, you know. He was like, but, he was afraid of like insulting them. Yeah. 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 More than anything else, more than having a, a lizard in his nose. He was like, I don't want to insult you, but I think your lizard's in my nose. Um, <laughs> and, and so it turns out this is this little lizard sucked into his head. And I just wrote WTF with a million question marks. Mind blown. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think I think Boba's mind is also blown. Yeah, yeah, literally, well, literally, because he's got a lizard inside there. There's all kinds a of hallucinogenic little animals, lizard, little animals doing things they weren't supposed to do all over this episode. At least he's not wiping his sweat up with it. <laughs> oh so man, this is and for Tuscan mind lizards, cannon, cannon, fire, <laughs> because this lizard is in his head now and he hallucinates. He's walking through the sand. 
He's got his old armor on for a moment, then he doesn't. He sees a tall bare tree uh, amidst lightning in the distance, and it looked like there's water around it. Caitlin, you 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 say that yeah. it's there's water around it. Red eyes are surrounding this tree. Yeah, he, he he climbs up to it, and then he's back in the rancor for a second. Then he's on Camino, and it's full on Daniel Logan. Yeah, this is abs- either digital Daniel Logan or what? But Daniel Logan is credited yeah. as Young Boba in the credits. And he's on Camino, and he's watching Slave One fly away. Theoretically, Django's flying it away for a mission. Yep. And then he's finally back, and he breaks a branch of this tree off. Back to the camp in the day, Boba returns after his head lizard walkabout, and he's got a branch with him. Matt Romano, what would you say this branch is shaped like? Just a little <laughs> bit. Oh, I don't uh, like. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> what is it shaped like? Like a kind of looks like a gaffy stick. Yeah, doesn't it, does, it? it does a gaffy stick. Yes, gaffy stick. Okay. I don't know where we're so going he gets with that. Back, <laughs> and and here's what I didn't expect: the lizard then crawls out of his nose yep. and goes back in the box. <laughs> yeah, done. So Matt, do you think? Do you think? This lizard is sterilized, or they have multiple ones, or this is the one mind no, lizard. No, this they is have. the one mind lizard and they every, have. Yeah. So what's good for the tribe? They yep, just share yep, this. Yep. Would you put if they offered you this and it was time for this? Would you take this, knowing where it could have been? No, I think it was very smart just to spring it on Boba because he never would have, you know, agreed to doing that. You know. Do you think it's ever gone up one of their butts? <laughs> I don't think that's how it works, uh, you know, unfortunately. Yeah. What What if it did? What if what would it what would happen if it crawled into your uh, butt? I don't know. That's something you kind of probably see on other planets, not Tatooine. Use you know? your yeah. imagination. I'd imagine uh, it'd be hard to sit down, you know. Uh, OK. Yeah. OK. Now. Now we're talking basic. But yeah. thank you for playing. Thank you. Yeah. OK. So in the tent, then he gets clothed in black robes. And and the hood up. It's how we how we see him in Mandalorian. He emerges and and the kid takes him to the trainer and his branch. And then they go to kind of a a Tuscan blacksmith slash carver. And they start taking this gaffy stick made uh, shaped branch. And the crafter kind of teaches Boba does it with him a little. It's like they're they're carving it. Some of it's metal. And this is a wonderful sequence, especially for DIY cosplayers, because it shows you exactly how to make this gaffy stick right here and all of the components. So if anyone wants to make one of these, all the, and I'm sure they do, all they have to do is just watch this scene. But Caitlin, you, you had a, pointed out that the look of the the blacksmith's little burnt out ship here is it very It looks like one of the of, original uh, Macquarie drawings. From from like the original specs and the original uh, art from the first movie when he was designing stuff that we could have seen from cool. A New Hope and from the original trilogy, right? Yeah, it's one of yeah. those with the, the sand person that's right, that's really close up. But in the background, it's like this burnt out wreckage of yeah, a thing. They, and keep that's going the exact... ba- they keep going back to that classic Man, Star Wars stuff that never it. got used. But they look back and they say, that was a really good idea, you know? Yeah. yeah. I love it. Anyway, Boba finishes it, and it's a work of art. Some of it's metal. It really is. There's more to the gaffy stick than I ever thought. Yeah. Do you now? Now here's a question. Do you think in in uh, do you think he's in, in the present timeline? He still has it with him. He would not have just once he got his armor back tossed it away. He still has it, don't you think? Oh yeah, I think he still has it. Yeah, that's too precious. We see him with it in Mando, in Mando right before he gets his armor back. So he has it. So I'm wondering if like. Will he get it, you know, coated in Beskar or something like that? 
Oh, crazy. Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be so? Wouldn't be nice. It would be pretty good. (laughs) Only money. But so I I, I just assume he still has it with him. And I think it's like an armored up Boba in the present taking on the the mayor's major domo with his gaffy stick. (laughs) Yeah. Something I really want to see. So anyway, when it's done, the warrior nods. And at camp that night, he joins in a ceremonial dance around the fire with their gaffy sticks. And he's really become one of them, one of them, one of them. And it's just beautiful. And that's the end of the episode. That's what we have. Any thoughts that we've, I think we've really gone through a lot here. Final thoughts on this episode, Caitlin M. Bush. It just keeps going, man. Uh, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> like, like we said, it's a, it's the, the bullet train keeps on a moving and I am really excited to see where we go next. I'm, I'm distraught by this idea, this good idea that you brought up, Brian, that something horrible might happen to these Tuscans here. And that's Ugh. what's going to prompt Boba to go back to his roots um, mm. once he's he's learned from them. I think that's spot on, and I don't like that. Because yeah. we've got a hole, right? There's nobody le- keeping all the gangs together. Yeah. So cr- crime, one of the things he pulled or whatever is going to come, and they're just going to wipe out his, his precious Tuscans. Definitely the kid. It's and a good prompt. he's going to be like, that's because no one is keeping him in line. Bib Fortuna is not doing his job. I'm going to have to go and fill that void. To do that, I'm going to need my armor. Leads right into Mandalorian. Yep. Yeah. It's, a, it's an origin story for sure. Yeah. yeah. It's like, and, and he- A so rebirth story, maybe. He's he's of two, he's a foundling of two worlds, really, in a way, of, of <laughs> yeah. a clone and a foundling of both the Mandalorians and the Tuscans at this point. And it's just fascinating. It's great. Of the water and of the sand. And <laughs> Oh, wow. Look what you did there. There you go. See that? See some, sometimes, Water and Matt, sand. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes yeah. I'm not so bad. No, sometimes bad. it rhymes. That's good. It rhymes. Sometimes it's like poetry. It, <laughs> It rhymes. And with that, we're going to go to break. But stay right there. We'll be back right after this. Hi, I'm Leah. And I'm Beth Ann. And we're She Will Rock You. She Will Rock You is a bi-weekly podcast about rock history. Each episode, we talk about an artist and their lives. But we do it a little differently. You see, we noticed there was a lack of ladies hosting music podcasts, so we wanted to fix it. And here we are, two badass millennial ladies talking about rock music our parents wouldn't let us listen to. As a bonus, you'll even get our beer recommendations at the end. Find us wherever you listen to podcasts. And remember, don't don't do drugs! We're back, and now it's time for some galactic points of interest. Good news has come to the citizens of Lothal. Continuing with news from Star Wars The High Republic, the spin-off special Eye of the Storm will begin next week, a comic from Marvel which focuses on Martian Roe. Some people say Markian, some people say Martian. Let's call the whole thing off. Personally, I say Martian. I'm probably wrong. I don't know. I What I do know is I hate him. He's the villain. <laughs> He's the Eye of the Nile, and I really... Hate him so much. Oh, when he's in a good mood, I am in a bad one. Another Marvel title to look out for, if you haven't already, is Trail of Shadows from Daniel Jose Older. This ties even more into the High Republic drama that is already going on, and it's a really, really well done book. In book news, Star Wars The High Republic The Fallen Star by the great Claudia Gray is out. I messed up my release dates last week, so apologies for that. 
This book is 345 pages of heart attack. It is a nonstop festival of anxiety. (laughs) And it's amazing, but it seriously just does not let up. And if readers, if you thought the rising storm was rough, well, here comes Claudia Gray. Uh, It's crazy to me again, that I'm as invested in these characters in this book that I've only known for a year. And for them to have been able to accomplish that is just really incredible. It's a reading experience like no other. Justina Ireland's YA novel mission to disaster, as we said last week has been delayed, but if you want to read it right now, you can, because the ebook and the audiobook of it were released yesterday anyway. Oh. So you don't ha- if you don't want to wait for the physical book, you don't have to. Timelines what timeline wise, this book takes place right before the Fallen Star, actually. So there's one particular detail in this book that is pretty important to the Fallen Star. You can read it afterwards. It's not gonna kill anything for you. Nobody's gonna die because of the order you read these books. Spoiler Nobody's gonna alert. get rubbed. No animals are gonna get <laughs> sweat rubbed on them the wrong way. But um, there is one detail where I'm like, where did the Fallen Star? Where did that come from? And then I look at the book. Oh, it's it, it was it was in there. Yeah. But if you want it right now and you like ebooks and you already do that, then do it up that way. Or if you're an audiobook person, you can get it on Audible right now. On the whole, just a thank you to all five of the authors of The High Republic, Claudia Gray, Justina Ireland, Daniel Jose Older, Kevin Scott, and Charles Soule for a reading, tiding book comic experience this year, unlike anything else, and certainly unlike anything else in Star Wars, as well as the ringleaders, Michael Siglane and the great Lissa Danielle. Thank you for all of the work you do. And, and this fan in particular is just, it's really special what you've done. And I really can't thank you enough. And now... I will turn it over to the Jedi Master for our next segment. This is Obi-Wan Kenobi, and now it's time for Caitlin's Word of the Week. The Word of the Week is Litter. Good job, Caitlin. She seems to be on top of things. Yeah, litter, you know, the thing that they they carried on. You know, I'd like to be carried around a litter. Feels appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. I refuse. <laughs> I'm not car- I'm not yeah. holding your litter. Oh, okay, maybe like Halloween or a Comic Con or something. Yeah, no, we'll see. I'm not yeah, doing yeah. it. Okay. I'm not carrying you on a litter. <laughs> All right, audience, if you'd like to see Brian Silliman carry me on a litter, don't say Text that. Remember to like don't and say that because they're yeah. all going to want it. And don't edit this to make it sound like I'm saying I killed Earl Milford. <laughs> That's going to take us into real talk. I'm looking forward to having some real talk. With some real folks. Over on Apple Podcasts, a hello to Great Meeting a Podcast, as well as BJBKBNBG3. I don't know how you pronounce that, but hello. And thank you for your very kind words. Hello again to regular listener Ahsoka for Life, who let us know about... Now, Caitlin, you're already having too much. Well, this is going to put you. This is going to put you right over the edge. You're going to wish we'd unpacked when I offered to unpack. Oh, no. They have Caitlin fan art that oh. they made. Oh my god! And it is it is you, based on Zam Wessel, because <laughs> they know you like the character. Yes, you named a, an animal after Zam. My right? brother named our, one of our guinea pigs after Zam Wessel. Yeah. So this is fan art that is you as Zam with a modified Do type droid. Do Matt's favorite droid from Rise of Skywalker, and no, a thank poor, you. And you've got that. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry, is that what he says? You say a show? Porg, too? <laughs> oh, oh, you're quoting him. Okay. Yeah, I was quoting Dio. Yeah. And <laughs> you have a Porg on your belt, too. They have asked you to name 
the droid oh and the porg God. right here on the show. I feel wow. like I feel like I must see the, yeah. the porg. And- yeah, because because we don't have a way to see it, but there's a great way. Is Matt remind us about the website? Yeah, I was just gonna say if you go to returnofthepod.net, Ahsoka for life, go to our contact page, message us your email, we'll talk. And we'll somehow get this fan art because we got to yeah, see it. I, yeah, I have to see this, uh, this this beautiful Porg and this beautiful Do style droid in order to name them. I had there has to be you know yeah. like a a prime. I have to, to get be. the feeling of it for for yeah. my. They don't. Ahsoka for Life doesn't have social media, and we want to encourage that. So, Absolutely. So, yes. No one needs no social media. No one needs social media. You do have the internet, Ahsoka for Life. So <laughs> so go to the website and do that because not only do we want to see it with your permission. We'd love to share it with everybody so everybody can see it. Yes. So we'll do that. And then next week, in next week's Real Talk, Caitlin will have a look at the art. She's going to take a few moments to look at the art. <laughs> and then she will name, as requested, name both the droid and the pork. And that's going to be special for all of us. Oh, I, I love am this. so excited. Thank you. Thank you. It, speaking yeah. of, of things we've asked you to do, thank you to everyone who took the time to rate us on Spotify and then post it. A lot of people yeah. did that, didn't they, Matt? They did. Thank you. And our rating's going up. I like it. Five yeah, stars it, on They Spotify. went up like a, a very, like like this much. <laughs> a little tick. I saw a tick. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. They, there's a, definitely a tick, not a tick, tick, boom, but we can always hope. Uh, more than a few listeners pointed out that when we ran through the list of show tags last week, we left out Star Wars Resistance. Yep. Now, on the old show, that's because when we were covering that on the old show, we left it out because that show never had a consistent tag. <laughs> it just had a beloved segment called Resistance Roundup, where I tried to quickly go through what happened yeah. on the latest and episode it was a of Resistance. Mess every single time. A mess. It most certainly was not. It was just <laughs> nobody else. Yeah, neither, of you, neither of you watched Resistance. I so did you eventually. Know. Matt I did eventually. Yeah. I caught up a, to the end. You, you'll finish yeah. it right when you finish Light of the Jedi. Um <laughs> But anyway, it was a thing where I was called Resistance Roundup, where That's I tried right. in a couple minutes to sum up what happened in the latest episode. You should have done it. It was, always, we missed it was that, done yeah. by the cowboy bugger. But it wasn't a tag. We're going through our tags, yeah. and it didn't have a tag. Mm. So the reason why I didn't list it is because that never had a tag. It had its own segment with a recurring cowboy <laughs> character who say, Will Buggeroo. There's always, how long is it going to go before Caitlin gives me a... No... Yep. <laughs> and sometimes she let me go on pretty long. Sometimes, most of the time, no. Uh, so it was a stupid voice and a bit in a segment, but never a tag. Many, many listeners, many, many, so many of you, so many of you have reached out to us about the Patton Oswalt filibuster scene from Parks and Recreation, a show that all three of us love. Uh, where his uh, character guest star on that show goes on a whole rant about what his Star Wars sequel would be. And it's similar to the beginning of the beginning of Book of Boba Fett escaping with the escape from the Sarlacc. Eerily similar. Yeah. In just that thing. He doesn't like it. Once he's out, he gets stripped by Jawas and then Tuskens show up. And (laughs) it's just the escape from said Sarlacc. And it doesn't even involve a dead stormtrooper flamethrower. So it's really he emerges from the desert and that's that. So it is similar in that. And then the bit on the show continues and it is completely different. Yeah. But um, we saw it. We saw it. Prepare <laughs> <We laughs> to retreat. But thank anyway, you. Anyway, um, so so thank you everybody for pointing that out. Um, another take that more than a few listeners had. It's interesting. A lot of you had the same take that the Tuscan kid at the end of chapter one was running and taking credit for the death of the big stupid Star Wars monster, and the chief knew the truth uh, uh, that it was actually Boba and gave Boba the drink because of it. 
But uh, some listeners went a step further, including friend of the show, Phil Barnes, positing that the chief gave Boba the drink because he let the kid take the credit. He didn't go, no, no, it was me. He didn't do anything. It was me. He just, you know, kid wants to brag about it. Fine. He's just going to shut his mouth. Yeah. Yeah. And the chief knew. And that's why that's what was the final trust. I think that's what the joy of a wordless scene like this. You could read it either way. I'm now, since I heard that, it's like, well, yeah, that's probably what it is. Yeah, that's the way I like to think of it now. Thanks, Phil. Yeah. Either way is Um, beautiful. And thanks, Phil, and thanks, everybody. (laughs) Yeah, 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 everybody. Yeah, we had a lot of people. Finally, the most exciting thing, guys, speaking of our website, returnofthepod.net. Net. Yeah. Remember the net? Remember the net with With Sandra Sandra Bullock Bullock. and Jeremy Northam? Oh, great movie. Loved it. So good. It's so good. It Uh. it doesn't hold up at all, but it's so good. My parents didn't get internet for like five years because of that movie. They're like, see? Gonna end up with the net. (laughs) When she ordered ordered pizza off of the internet in that movie, it was the coolest thing I'd ever Uh, seen in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway. On return to the pod.net yep. and our new voicemail feature, Matt, mailman Matt. Mailman ma- Matt. Is I, that I, a I, thing? I, I, it, that it is, is now. now. <laughs> I understand that in the old buckaroo random oh, no. mailbag, we've got oh, our no. first ever voicemail. Now, who's it from, <laughs> mailman Matt? It, it is from, first of all, we are just with the technology, a website. We've got voicemail now. This is fantastic. Technology. Technology. It's delicious. We have our first voicemail from our good friend of the show. I believe Pat Piper. He, he submitted it as uh, Pat Spotchka, but I'm pretty sure this is our good friend of the, of the pod. Pat, Spotchka, Pat Piper, which one? I don't know. I want to know more about what it is you do here. Yeah, but let's play the voicemail. Let's just say he left let's us a nice voicemail. It. Let's play let's it. Let's do boot it up. Oh my goodness. The happiest New Year's and all of the boats. Many, many, many boats to all y'all and all of yours. My goodness. Master Brian, Master Caitlin, and Master Matt. But what can I really say but thank you. Thank you. And I wish nothing but the best for all of y'all. Truly, thank you. That's lovely. Yeah, is that nice? Oh, that's yeah. nice. Thank you, Pat. I cannot yeah. wait to hear some more of those down the line, guys. Yeah. What about you? And I tell you, I, nothing would warm my old cowboy heart more than to hear more of them voicemails. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Is this a thing now? It's going to be a thing because oh, they brought up the resistance tags and I forgot all about this character. Hey, so let us know what you think of Brian's voice via voicemail. You yeah. know, yeah. Ask us or a question. Do, uh, you know. do impressions, <laughs> rassle up some more voicemails. Send us your best impression of Matt saying delicious. Delicious. Um, <laughs> let, us, you, let us know what, what you'd like Caitlin to unpack in terms of everything being too much. Um, <laughs> anything and everything. Um, we want more than we could possibly go through. We want voicemails for days. For days. For, for days. days. And Whatever you do, just make sure it's hot, hot, hot. And as always, many boats. Um, with that, we're going to get ready for another week at hyperspace because this Ooh. is not a short trip. But join us next week where we'll continue coverage of the book of Boba Fett. The book of Boba Fett. And continue to do all of the other stuff that we usually do. In the meantime, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and now TikTok. Yeah, Return of the Pod. Yeah. You can also find us directly. Caitlin and Bush, you can be found where? I can be found at at Caitlin M. Bush. That is C-A-I-T-L-I-N-M. Bush like the beer, not like the presidents. I had to think about that one. Not like the beer, not like the presidents. Matt Romano, (laughs) y'all can be found where? You can find me in my mailbag. I don't know. No. It's we're a long stuck show. here for a week. Yeah, we're I'm, stuck I'm, here for I'm a week. Yeah, 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 we're out of gas already. Yeah. Yeah. Da, 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 yeah. Da, 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 da,
on Twitter, M-A-T-T-R-O-M-A-N-O. And I can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Brian Silliman. That's at B-R-I-A-N-S as in Sky Guy, I-L-L-I-M-A-N. Stretch out with your feelings and share your thoughts. We love hearing from you. Subscribe, leave a comment, and give five stars if you're feeling generous. Snoke them if you got them. Take it, Sheevy. And remember, hope is like the sun. If you only believe in it when you can see it, you'll never make it through the night. This is the way we have spoken many boats for light and life. The Force will be with you always. Be the spark.